Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hey guys, this is Melissa. I just want to say that we recorded this episode before the Safer at Home Act was put in place. So you will hear Megan and I referencing that we are together. We're together for this episode and the next episode because we recorded them in the same day. But after that, we will not be physically together and practicing physical distancing. And you should too. Enjoy the episode. Everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. If you're watching, we are in my house. We are. We are comfy. We are cozy. Oh, you brought slippers. I did. I, I love that for you. So cozy. So for uh, the foreseeable future, if you're watching, you'll be seeing inside my apartment. Mm-hmm. So welcome inside. If we go on lockdown, we'll be Skyping it. Yes. So it'll, we'll still be going. Mm-hmm. We're giving you entertainment through all of this. So yeah. uh, at least for me, I've been enjoying podcasts. Not that I won't lie. Not that much of my life has changed minus like not being able to go to a workout class. Mm-hmm. But um, it's a it's uh, we're going to be continuing doing content for you guys. So um, I feel like that's the only time we need to address it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. We're not going to. I don't want to say like buzz kill, but 
We're yeah. going to be a nice, happy distraction. Yeah. The episode that we recorded that you guys saw last week was meant for April, but we have to, we had to bump it up because mm-hmm. we don't want to put our guests at risk or anything. Yeah. yeah. So, um, without further ado, guys, this is don't blame me an advice podcast. If you want to call in an upcoming to for an upcoming episode, that was English. Uh, leave us a voicemail at three, one, zero, six, nine, four, zero, nine, seven, six international listeners. You can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, what else? What's like a good, fun, uplifting, like, bit we can get into before we start i like math i rediscovered it are you fucking kidding me (laughs) no i rediscovered that i really love algebra oh my god did you post it on your stories yeah what did you didn't you see it i did but like i i for some reason thought it was like you were tutoring your like little sis or something no she's not that old she's only 10 she has not in algebra yet i i can't relate yeah, I, I figured. I was wondering why you didn't say anything. I, I truly thought that there was no way it could have nope, actually been for I fun. I saw a BuzzFeed quiz that was like, can you pass this math thing? I got 100%. Oh, that's probably why I didn't, because I, I won't question anyone in their BuzzFeed quiz taking, because mm. I've taken all of them. Um, but not that one. <laughs> no, I probably have, but I probably got two questions in them. I was like, I feel really bad about myself. I need to stop. <laughs> I, I did a video like two years ago or something like that, where I took like the practice SAT. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that. I did not do. Granted, I didn't do well the first, like when I took it, like when I was supposed to take it, I did like fine, like mediocre. Um, I also retook it three times. I got the exact same score every time. Nice. And I did the tutoring where if you don't go up like at least 200 points, you get your money back. I got my money back. Then I did it again. Then I didn't go up any points. I got my money back again. And then finally it was like, yeah, she's physically Your parents didn't pay incapable. for you? Huh? Your parents didn't pay for you? Pay for me to... Oh, no. <laughs> First of all, did A, did not give a shit. Uh, and B, could not have paid for that. <laughs> Good God. Um, but yeah, it's, it's... Tests were never my thing. Yeah. Which makes sense because I had didn't, was not medicated at that point either, which... It wasn't good at yeah. any of it. A lot of schools in the South don't do or don't require SAT. It's more ACT. Mm. And um, but I took the ACT and the SAT just, you know, to do it. Just to flex. On yeah. Them. Well, because ACT is more math and science, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which it's, and those it's are a my... different way of answering the questions. I forgot what's different, but they're the test. The way there's no written component, the right? There's no written component, and that's the only part that I was really good at. Mm. Like I did great on the re- the reading and writing, high above average. It was just the math that brought me all the way down. Mm. Like I could not. I think I kept getting. I don't remember what the score was, but like it wasn't good, mm. and I it was a, it stayed the fucking same interesting yeah it was not my it was not my prime but also i was not surprised and also during the ap test the first time i the only time i took the ap test for i was only in one ap was english my contact ripped in my eye in the Ooh. first five minutes and then i had to take it out but then my depth perception was off so then i took the other one out so then i was like blind taking the test and so then i only did a third of the test and i still passed oh, my ap test and i was like and my, i got the same score as my friends who finished the full thing and then i was like fuck i wish i could have but you finished. are like really good i can at do writing. like math like not not math i can do like the writing and the yeah. reading stuff I can bullshit my way through that. I don't think it's bullshit, though. You have the way that you write. Like, I admire it. Um, (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I'm not I'm not joking. Like the way that that you write, it's very like it's personal, but it's very um, like it's personal, but like grammatically 
like telling the story in like a good way. Thank you. Yeah. I can't write and not sound like myself. I yeah. can never be a ghostwriter for anybody else, mm-hmm. which is I wanted someone to like help me write my book. And then they were like, no, you sound very weird, but yeah. like a good thing. But like, there's no one. It's going to be very obvious when it's like, Hoo-hoo. and mm-hmm. stepped right in. But thank you. Mm-hmm. Even um, in your little YouTube things, like when you've in the emails for, oh, for people, yeah. I was like, I'm also like I, good, good, I read bitch. it aloud every mm-hmm. time before I like when I write something down and then I read it aloud and I think it's also because I'm like very theatrical and dramatic that yeah. I like my writing I like when you if you were being asked to do it as a slam poem I wanted mm-hmm. to like land yeah that's great which was great just, storytelling just, I think that's what I was looking for <laughs> thank you this is great guys wow <laughs> amazing compliments um well should we get into the calls sure I'll compliment you on your math skills, but I don't know how to. Like, I'm just sure you're great. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm having some trouble with uh, one of my best friends from college. I am 22, and there's a girl I've been friends with for the past four years. She she had kind of a bad relationship that she got out of right when she met me and kind of, you know, credits me for helping her get out of the relationship. And since I've known her, she's struggled a bit with dating with nearly the guys not liking her back or like kind of ghosting her, that sort of thing. And recently she started talking to someone who um, my boyfriend is friends with and he's a really nice guy. I really like him and things were going well for a while. And then all of a sudden she kind of uh, just told me, uh, yeah, no, we're not like, we're not talking anymore. He's not good for me. And during this time that they were talking, I had had a class with this guy and had tried to, you know, talk with him because he was um, talking to my best friend and I just wanted to, you know, get to know him as well. Um, And so I had asked her, you know, why it didn't work out. And she just said, oh, like, you know, I think he's a little selfish. He's just not really good for me. Like, I want to focus on me right now sort of thing. And then kind of weeks later, um, my the boy had reached out to my boyfriend asking him to hang out and my boyfriend invited him out to a bar we were all going to. And the boy who my friend used to talk to had texted her saying, Hey, me and um, myself were going to this bar and asking if she wanted to come. So he included my name and his name and asked if she wanted to come to this bar with us. And she got very upset with me for, you know, hanging out with him. And I had explained to her that, you know, he's friends with my boyfriend and I would never reach out to him on my own. But because he's friends with my boyfriend, I was uncomfortable, you know, being rude to him or ignoring him or saying no to come out. So basically, I've apologized numerous times, but it's been about three weeks now and she still hasn't talked to me. And I don't know if I should reach out, if I should just give her time to figure out on her own time. But I feel like I didn't really do anything wrong here. You know, I apologized immediately after and said, you know, you're my main priority. I never want to hurt you, that sort of thing. But yeah, I'm just kind of struggling because I don't know if I need to apologize. I don't know if I need to, you know, give her more space, but would love any advice. Thank you. Um, I don't know if we're going to have, what, what are your thoughts on this? I don't understand why the friend cares so much. Okay, so we are going to be on different yeah, um, teams. I figured we were going to be in this one. Um, 
I, I don't see like you, they were just talking there. They weren't even like really together. You had a class with him. You became friendly with him. He's friends with your boyfriend. I don't understand why this is a problem. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like a problem, but I could see like if I was your friend and I was petty, like I could, I, 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 my logic would be, and I think a good rule of thumb in general is just if you get a, t- if you, something like that happens, just get ahead of it. Like, don't be the, like, don't be the guy who then can use you. Cause like, to be fair, like he is kind of like puppet mastering to make her mad at you. Like there's no other re like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think yeah. like using that is just a little, and especially because he said in the text that it was like, Hey, let's call her like Sarah, like me and Sarah are going to a bar if you want to come, as opposed to saying, Hey, me and like Dylan, Sarah's mm-hmm. boyfriend are going to a bar. Sarah might come if do you want to come like I just think like he intentionally like kind of stirred the pot a bit and if I were in your situation as like the friend I would have been as soon as your boyfriend got that text and told you I would have just texted your friend saying like heads up uh just got a text from whatever his name is Jackson I'm picking really like specific names that I'm not gonna remember Big Sarah hate. and Jackson, I got it. Sarah Jackson and the real the boyfriend is Dylan. So it's okay. like, hey, uh, Dylan just got a text from Jackson asking if we wanted to, if like inviting us to go out to like the bar with him. Uh, I know you guys like stopped talking and like I didn't get a ton of details why, but uh, is it like I just want to give you and you don't even have to ask permission. You can say like just giving you a heads up, like letting you know, or if you feel inc- like as so inclined to be like, hey, would you feel cool if I went? Mm-hmm. I think that I think because I think that's really just it. And if like you had done that and she was like still upset with you, I think then I would infer that she's probably not telling you everything that happened with like the reason why that they ended. Um, But I think that's the only thing that you can obviously you can't do it now. But in general, the only thing I think you can do to like prevent this kind of stuff is being I always would prefer for it to come from me. Yeah. At all times. Yeah, I can see that. I can understand that part. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that it would just, and I think the whole thing is, is that like, it is like innocent, but I think (laughs) he's making it sound like it's not, not necessarily. It's like, oh, I'm hanging out with your friends. Yeah. I mean, I think there is more to the story just because of the way they're both acting. Totally. Something happened that it's so bad that they, even though they were just talking and she thinks that he's selfish, that, that it was um, more than just like, Hey, we're not talking. Yeah. And I would also say a good rule of thumb is uh, don't pursue a friendship with someone that your friend is like just talking to immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I get like you trying to, if you're going to do that, it needs to be coming, be coming from a a point of view. Like I'm getting to know this guy better to see if he's good enough for my friend Yeah, and not in like, I'm going to be his friend. Totally. I just think that it, it it just makes it messy. Mm -hmm. And like, I think if once you're like, I would rather, if I have a friend who introduced me to someone that they're like talking to a lot of the time, it's like, Hey, what are your thoughts? Like, do you like them? And then if it's, a friend who most of like long distance friend who it's like, Hey, I started dating someone. I can't wait for you to meet them and get to know them as like a person, as opposed to like pursuing your own individual friendship, like with, yeah. Cause like, it's just a different like pace. And mm-hmm. I think it can just end up weird and sticky. And I've done that where I've become friends with like a couple as they like just started dating. And then I've only ever been able to stay friends with one half of them. Mm-hmm. Like it's just not. So I would do that. I think I would also, if she's still really upset with you, I think I would, 
um, I don't know. I, I'm someone, and this is only we can really give from opinion, like our own opinions and mm-hmm. what we would want here specifically, especially when it comes to like, should I keep apologizing and give her space? I don't know her. Um, but I, or like really how close a friend you are either. Yeah. Like, she's her best point. friend though. I know. But like, if that like, that's your best friend, but you don't know like the full story of yeah. what happened. And yeah, it does. Maybe it's like a group of best friends yeah. and it's, you're not, you guys aren't as close, close. Um, but yeah. And also if it was like a guy, my friend used to talk to and immediately he texted my boyfriend and like asked to hang out, I would immediately text my friend and be like, guess what? Like, like, but I would also say that, um, for me personally, I don't, I think, yeah, I, I think a good, a good rule of thumb is people who want space will ask for space, mm-hmm. but people who want attention and people who want apologies aren't going to really ask for it as much. And so I think until someone acts like says, Hey, I really would like some space. I wouldn't assume that because yeah. like, it's easier to ask for space than it is to ask for like validation and support. Um, and that's what I always, Mats's instinct when I'm upset is to give me space. And I'm like, unless I fucking ask for space and I will say it's, you don't have to read into it. I will say, give me space. I will want space. He's like, yeah, but you never say that. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want space. I just want (laughs) you to keep apologizing for like nonstop and then just make me laugh. Like that's what I don't want. See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, give me space and don't ask for it. I'm but I don't say it though, but I'm just like, um, I don't. I hate people apologizing. I'm just like, don't apologize. Just do better. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. Yeah. I think if it's someone I don't want to ghost, Mm -hmm. then I would like an apology. I would like an apology. I don't know. Maybe it's different with dating. No, I, no, I usually either, I usually either want to never talk to you again, or I would like an apology. Like I was like, apologize one time and then just do better after that. Oh, yeah. I don't like, like keeping apologizing. No, that's true. I maybe yeah. maybe I just like, <laughs> but that's also on a Kate. Like that's like yeah. it's not the 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 regular. But if I'm like pissed and he's like, I'm sorry. Like, do you want some space? And I'm like, no. I would like you to put on. Veep. See, that's two th- things though. It's I'm sorry. Do you want some space? It's not just like I'm sorry, and then a separate thing. Do you want some space? You know what I mean? Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say for her, I would not. I would just continue to like text her and reach out and like don't. If she asks for space, then like give it. Or even if in a, in a text say, uh, like if you've already texted a cup like a bunch of times and she hasn't responded or you've tried to call, um, then I would say, okay, I think that you want some space. I don't want to like bombard you. Um, I'll I'm gonna I'll text you in like a week or something, and then give her space and then reach back out again. But I would also double. Like, I would just like look at your apologies again and see exactly what it is that you're apologizing for because mm-hmm. I think the best apologies are wow, I really fucked up. You're right. And that like seeing it from your perspective, I could see how hurtful that is. And I'm really sorry that I did that. Not I'm sorry if I made you feel you. Yeah. Because the end of the day you did. And like, it feels really sucky. And even if you can't put yourself in her position and you're like, well, I wouldn't care. It, she cares. And like, if it's your friend, especially like you, you usually know how they're going to react and you know how their mind works with that kind of stuff. So I would just really apologize for all that stuff. And then I think the best apologies are, I'm sorry. I fucked up. I acknowledge your feelings mm-hmm. and I feel really bad because of it. And then this is how I should have done it differently yep. and how I will do it differently in the future. Cause I think that's a promising apology. Mm-hmm. It's not just, I'm sorry I did that. And it's like, well, it's like, I'm really sorry I did that. I should have I should have texted you first as soon as he reached out to my boyfriend without any like qualifications. Like, but they are friends, like just point blank. I should have done this. And that's also, again, if you really want to salvage 
the friendship because I think, yeah, I think I would also get down to the bottom of why they broke up. Cause I think yeah. there's definitely a little bit more to it there. And also it's just weird because you didn't say that like she got set up with your boyfriend's friend either. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like every other relationship, it felt like they're, them their talking friendship. started it. Yeah. And then he got in a circle mm-hmm. and I would be not fucking cool with that if I was her, but I'm also petty. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's that's why I don't think it's just like it was just it them talking. It can't be. It can't be at all. No. Like something went down. And also selfish is such a specific word mm-hmm. to describe somebody that you've only been talking to for a little bit of time. Like yeah. that, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you don't know them yet. Exactly. And so like you it shouldn't has be, to be from something. You wouldn't be expecting that much from somebody that you're just talking 100%. to. 100%. So like what is it in... Mm-hmm. I mean, my mind goes all like the shitty, like really bad stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you can't sleep with anyone else, but I'm going to fuck everybody. It's like, oh. Or that he's like, yeah, I like don't care about like female orgasms are a myth, but you must suck my dick 24 (laughs) hours a day. That's so selfish. Can you imagine? (laughs) No, I can't. I mean, I would die. Um, Well, best of luck. I hope things. In these times? (laughs) That's what we need in these times are female (laughs) orgasms. The world would be a much better place if every woman was coming. Yeah. If you if you gave us political power and orgasms, whew, unstoppable. Unfucking be a different place. It would. <laughs> it would. Um, well, I hope you guys work it out. If you want to call in with an update or if you're part of our Facebook group and you want to talk there, if there's any more stuff that you can give us. Uh, and yeah, wishing the best for you guys. On to the next. So I just got out of my first therapy session with this woman. I've done uh, one other uh, group of sessions before with another lady, but um, I'm trying to find a new one since I'm in a new location. And she was good. Like she, I feel like she got me to stay a lot and um, she was really nice and like an expert on the topics that I was talking to her about, which I feel like is very important for, um, for therapy. But this is so superficial and I, I really hate that I'm even saying this, but she's just very like old and unattractive and honestly like, okay. Yeah. I really don't like saying this because it just feels wrong, but but I also feel like you should really connect with your therapist. And I just felt a little like uncomfortable in the sense that like, I don't even know how to say it. Yeah. Pretty much. She's just, maybe just she's old. Like she's, she's much older than me. I'm only 20. And I feel like she should, she might not understand as much like my age, which this, this all just could be an excuse, but I guess I just imagined like having this pretty therapist and it might be easier to talk to. I don't know. Please let me know if you think that's really stupid and superficial or if that's important or like if you've ever thought about that when picking a therapist. Um, and yeah, I love your show. Let me know what you think. Um, maybe I just need to give her like a couple more sessions and get past it but yeah let me know what you think thank you get past her ugliness <laughs> i'm like <laughs> this is what i thought was going to be the first thing that you were going to say ready do you want to fuck your therapist that's yes <laughs> that was in my mind the whole time 
Like, do you want you? Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, because here's the thing. There are two very different things that you're saying here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, wanting a therapist who is young and around your age that will understand, like, I don't want to say understand. Also, I'm not going to make any projections about who you are as a person, but like something that's uh, a huge, a huge amount of like uh, therapists who specialize in like transgender issues, queer issues tend to be younger. And I like my friends who go to therapy who are in the queer community tend to aim for therapists that if they don't have their specialties, Mm -hmm. usually go for ones that are younger because more likely than not. That's it's it's just it's, how they've adjusted the curriculum of yes. be, becoming it's like a registered. Normal. It's opposed to something that's like a new. It's thing not like a specialty. Can, oh, this yeah. is what I I have to like go out of my way to research yeah. it more. If you've been more recently in school and ed- and done all of this stuff, it's updated. Like yeah. everything's updated. Um, so, but that's not so. So you say the age thing is like the age thing is to be fair. That's fine if you're but it's it's if you're worried that you've been talking to them and they don't understand you like you because of their age not, yeah oh i see totally, your age yeah and you're not therefore not going to understand me yeah and you said that she was knowledgeable and what she was saying was relatable so that's not Dude, the thing why like it reminds me of like when i was six years old and there was this girl her can i say her name i don't even remember if it's a real name her name was Una and she was so pretty and she was in high school. And I was like, I want her to babysit me. I want to look like her when I grow up. And I loved her. She looked like a Disney princess. And it, I was obsessed with her because she was just like this pretty girl who got to babysit me. But I was six. I didn't give a shit. She just looked like Cinderella. Like that was a happy and exciting thing. But do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like, that's not like a prerequisite for any other person in my life. And that's a thing that like, as a little kid, I wanted a babysitter who looked like a Disney princess. And not that there were like ones that did. It was mostly just she was the one who's babysitting me. And I thought she looked like a Disney princess. And I loved it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But like. What? Like, I just think this is so fucking weird. And like. And it sounds like it's something you need to work out in therapy. Oh, if you judge people like this based on their. Yes. Appearance. Any like if you're doing this in therapy, you're probably doing this in your everyday life. Like you don't want to hear you don't want to take advice and hear from a professional because you don't think that they are aesthetically pleasing to Mm -hmm. look at. So then like, do you surround yourself with anyone's? Do you validate anyone's opinions if you do not think that they are attractive? Right. Like, I think it's just so, so weird. And there's definitely like a vibe that you should have with your therapist. And so when I was getting an individual therapist, which I don't have right now, I still just do my couples one. But when my couples therapist, when she was like, she was the one who'd recommended me my uh, first individual one, she very much was like, okay, you have, (laughs) she didn't say it like she was much more, she was much nicer about it. But the breakdown was you have mommy issues. And I think we should try to find a therapist for you that can be motherly to you. I think that will benefit. And then backfired. And I was like, you know what? I don't think like, and she was very much like, I think you're either going to need a therapist who's really motherly, or I do not think that that's what you're going to need. But if you, if it works, I think that's going to be, it's really going to work. And it didn't work. But like, that's like, if we're going to talk about age wise, like I wanted a woman and I wanted someone who like was like, yeah, kind of like a mothery sort of age, but that didn't work out for me. But that wasn't like, I got there and I was like, Oh, you're like, you could like be my mom. Like it wasn't that like, and like when we, when I ended up like not continuing to work with her, it wasn't because of her age. Mm -hmm. It was like, Oh, we don't mesh. 
And I think the next time I try a therapist, I think I'll try someone who I don't see them as like a motherly kind of figure because that didn't work out so well that last time. But that's not. That's not what she's getting. No, she said that they meshed well. And that's what I'm saying. So like, I think that there's a way to say that you like, I think there's a, a, a validity to wanting a therapist of like a certain age range. And I'm saying, I think my, my, like, I think Mm -hmm. that was valid. I don't think yours is at all. I think it's, and also like straight up, it's so mean, like terrible. It's so, I don't think I've ever once like, I don't know, like looked at someone and been like, you are ugly. Like thought that in my head, like I've thought I'm not attracted to you, Mm -hmm. to someone who I had dated. That's what she said, though, that she wasn't attractive. Yeah. And that's so weird. The only time I ever think about in terms of if someone is attractive is essentially if I'm attracted to like Mm -hmm. only time I'm turned off is if I don't want to fuck you. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, Oh, I shouldn't want to fuck your therapist, which that's a whole other issue that some people do fall in love with their therapist. But like, I just, this to me, like I, my mind goes to either like some sort of like you had like, um, uh, older or like you had like um, a romantic I don't know your orientation or what you whatever but I like if you had some sort of like romantic thing with like an, a babysitter who was like this hot pretty girl sort of thing or if you are incredibly insecure and like you like really need like you only want to you, you need like a, a like you want to embody I don't want to call it like it sounds really bad but like my my therapist refers to it as like you can have people can have role models and then sometimes people who are have insecurities growing up and all of this can have like a single white female style role model mm-hmm. that it's like I want to be you mm-hmm. and that it becomes like a very superficial surface level I want to mimic you I want to become you as opposed to like you're an inspiring role model and a great person that I want to emulate or it's like a narcissist like just a fully blown like narcissistic thing of like I can't well it's, you're not even saying you are but like yeah, that you like can't associate with people that you don't find attractive. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's so rude. And like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get also like, what does a pretty therapist bring to you? Yeah. Is it like her, in your words, unattractiveness, is it blocking you from taking in what she's saying? Like, are you distracted? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I think you need to figure out what this is yeah it's some it's there's some there's something that's triggering this in you and you need to figure out what it is i'm gonna level with you though i think you should go to a different therapist and figure that out because i think if you say like that is so Mm -hmm. incredibly mean and like so then you go to like one that you find attractive and then you actually want to fuck them yeah and what do you do with that that's what I mean. Like, what do you, what do you, like, what does this bring to a situation? Yeah. Like, how does this benefit you? Because like, you only want to take advice from people that you want to be like, mm-hmm. and that you want to emulate. And then, but also that is only valid. That only goes to books. Like I want to be my therapist. I love my therapist. Mm-hmm. I want to be like her when I grow you up. say I think, all the time that you want to be her friend. I'm obsessed with her. I think she's the greatest. I think she's so funny and she's so cool and she's so awesome. But like. That's I, as far as it goes. Yeah. Like, I wish she was my mom, but I won't tell her that because I, I mean, I would tell, I, I'm like, I always say, I'm like, I wish you were my mom if you were older. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you were super, super old. Um, but yeah, 
ugh, I don't know. And also just like this poor older woman. I, I just know. like, I love the, I, like one of my friends, her therapist is very much like an old, like sweet grandma. And I'm like, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's, that's the female approval I would like in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So you need to figure this one out in therapy, mm-hmm. just not with this therapist yeah. because that is awful. Yeah. It's so, so awful. And I just really also hope that, I mean, I think you need to work on this, but I would also urge you to work on this and self-reflect in the other aspects of your life mm-hmm. that you do this in mm-hmm. because it's, that's so damaging to other people. And it, even if you don't think you're saying something out loud to them, people know. People it's know. judgmental. Mm-hmm. And do you want people to judge you by the way that you look? Yeah. And also people that you're judging by the way that they look, they know. Mm-hmm. It's not, you're not keeping it in your head. That's on. It's on your face. You're not doing a good, like, yeah, it's, you're causing so much damage. And there's probably a lot of great people in the world that you're not letting in just because of their looks. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the people you're surrounded with then. Because then also those, like, oh. Either those people feel like so special because they've been picked and they're like good enough and it's like watching every step that they take or they're they're like that too. And like it's just like it's like you're bullying your therapist. Yeah. Oh. Um well goodbye. Hi <laughs> <laughs> uh, Megan, uh and guest or Melissa, whoever. Um, so I have been with my boyfriend for nine years. Um, I'm 24 and he's 26. So we got together whenever I was about 14. Um, and we are still not engaged, um, or anything. And I don't really know how to feel about it, I guess. Um, we talk about marriage a lot and we have talked about marriage over the years a lot and I know that he wants to get married he knows a hundred percent knows that I'm ready to be married I was ready like a full two years ago I've been ready this whole time um whenever we were in uh, he lived with me in college um I know you don't like that Megan (laughs) but we you know he moved with uh, I lived by myself in college for like a year and then he moved there with me um because I lived in a different town Um, and I really thought that he was going to propose whenever we were, whenever I was in college. Um, he is still in college and not making great money. I have a full-time job now. Um, and I pay for everything. I pay for our apartment, our cat, like I pay for all of it because, um, I make significantly more than he does obviously. And that's only fair. I'm, I'm not upset about that at all. I'm just giving you context, but I think part of it might be financially. And I have asked him several times over the past year, like what's the holdup and that kind of thing. Um, and he basically just says, you know, uh, well, you know, before like a year ago, whatever I asked, it was that he felt kind of like he wasn't sure maturity wise, if he felt ready. And the reason he said that is because he, moved out of his parents' house really late. I moved out, you know, whenever I turned, like, 21 because I'm uh, transferred to a university. But he was still – he's still in community college now. Um, He was a little bit late to the game with college and everything, which is fine. Um, But so, anyway, recently, whenever I asked him, he felt like it was a financial thing. I guess guess he just feels like he – wants to support be financially like supportive or feel like he can support me, which is honestly, I think it's fucking bullshit, but whatever. 
I don't know what to do. I'm a little bit frustrated, and I don't want to pressure him because I know that that will not lead to a good marriage. So um, if you could just give me some advice and, like, your uh, opinion on the situation, that would be great. Thanks, Megan. Bye. I'm really confused how you can say all of that and be confused. Well, actually, I think there's, like, several things that could be going on here. Either he doesn't want to actually marry her. He's too comfortable in their relationship as it is right now because they've been together forever. It's a financial thing, like, as far as, like, he can't support both of them. Or it's, like, why mess up a good thing when she's already paying for everything? Wow. I mean, that is... Yeah, it could be all... I mean, I think if we're going to play, like, from the team of your boyfriend, Mm -hmm. I think it's the maturity and financial thing are both legitimate things. I don't, like... And being you being, like, well, I don't, like, who cares, like... Not it's getting married is just as much about him as it is about you. Mm -hmm. And so him not feeling ready, it doesn't matter how ready you feel or how much money you're making. It doesn't make up for the fact that like he needs to feel good about himself and where he's at in his career and happy with his career. Like it's just as valid. Mm -hmm. He might not be, you pay for everything. He can't afford a ring. He can't afford a wedding. Like, he doesn't want you to buy your own engagement ring and to per- like and to pay for your own wedding. And he's in community college too, so that he's means busy. He's busy, and like, is he like getting an associate's degree or does he want to get a bachelor's degree? That's still another two more years on top of what he has to finish now. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah, I think like, yeah, I just think that that's you guys have been together for so long, and I think that that and I'm assuming that you live in a place where like your friends are getting married or something Mm -hmm. like that. But if you're just going based off the amount of years you've been dating, like, well, yeah, you started dating when you're 14. Like, I don't know any 24 year olds who got married personally, but like, it also could be that like all of the rest of your friends are single and it's like, well, we've been dating for nine years. Like, and it would be a financial strain Mm -hmm. and it would be like a really big change and a push of that. Like it's something that's going to inevitably happen in a couple years when we're ready. Like why push it when we're not necessarily like when one half of us is not necessarily ready. Like I just, yeah, you shouldn't force anybody into doing something that they're not ready to do. Yeah. Cause it's, he's just going to end up resenting you. Like you shouldn't put that pressure on him. And also you, the idea you saying like, well, he wants to be able to like support us. Like I'm all for women supporting themselves, mm-hmm. but I also understand that like he wants to be able to support he himself. He wants to bring something else. Yeah. Like he, he can't even, he doesn't even support himself. That's right what I, now. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like in the idea that like you want him to like, you guys, you want to get married. And like, at this point, it sounds like you're paying for everything. You would pay for the engagement ring and you would pay for the wedding. I, that doesn't feel, it's not me saying like emasculating to him, mm-hmm. I wouldn't feel good if I got married and someone else paid for my whole wedding. Yeah. I wouldn't feel good about it's that. Not, it, it's not, it doesn't make it comfortable. And then it's just like, then you put him in an awkward position too of like, he can't really say no to anything because yeah. it's all you, it's you putting up all the finance for it. And it's a joint, it's a, it's a joint it's just, thing. Yeah. And like it should he, be you guys making a union and not about just like you want to get married. Yeah. But I I don't know. I think if you had said any other like excuses or reasons that he didn't want to get married, like, but the two you've said are so incredibly valid that Mm -hmm. I don't think that this is him not wanting to get married to you. I think it's like 
he didn't want to get married in college because he moved out of his parents' place late and like he didn't feel like an adult yet. Like, and he didn't feel like fully mature enough yet to like, and I don't even want to say this in a sense of like, you have to be a, like, everyone can get married whatever age they want. But like, I think the common denominator is like, you feel ready and you want to. And I think a huge part of that is like, feeling secure as mm-hmm. an adult. And mm-hmm. I don't think he feels secure as an adult yet. I think he's like getting his footing with all of that. And I don't think that's how he wants to be as a husband. I think he wants to like, I've tackled adulthood. I feel like I've got a grasp on it as much as you fucking can. And like, now I feel ready to become a husband. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's wants to learn how to be an adult and a husband at the same time, which is very, 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 very valid. Yeah. And it's ex. Expensive. If you want to marry him, then you can wait. Like, just be patient. If this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, yeah. a couple more years doesn't mean anything. And a couple more years for him to feel confident and secure in what he's doing and happy with a job and like him to feel excited about it. Like, marriage, it doesn't change that much mm-hmm. in that extent that like, ru- like rushing into it does nothing for you. Do you know what I mean like, I don't even know what you're going to get. out of that and I don't think that you will I think in theory in your dream world he would be just as stoked as you are right now but I don't think he's gonna get stoked Mm -hmm. and when he does then it's great but like sure if it's another like five years and he's got a great job like you're financially both financially stable and all of that kind of stuff and like he still doesn't want to then reevaluate that but like he has all of the excuses he's given you and all the reasons he's given you are completely legitimate. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah. Oh, God. And also like, I don't, to be, I don't know many a people who, I asked Mots if I got a brand deal for an engagement ring, if he would take it. And he was like, uh, I don't think I could. Like, I would just feel weird. Like I just, that's just like a, it's like a sponsor like that. Like, do you know what I mean? and in that sense, mm-hmm. like, I think there's not even emasculated, but there's some, there's some things that like. Because it should be a gift that you're giving to yeah. someone and not. And I think it's also, rep- it represents, I, I'm like, I'm at a good place. This is a, this is something that has, and again, if you want to, but this is something that has value and I can mm-hmm. afford to do, like, it, 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 I think it, it's symbolic of like, yes, your love or whatever. It's also symbolic of like, I'm mature enough and able to do this and I'm choosing to do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wouldn't, but I, I do understand that if you've been dating for so long, it feels like. What's one more thing? Yeah. But pull back. You want him to be like, feel, and I, we don't use this term for men a lot, but you want him to feel like empowered Mm -hmm. and like. Confident. Yeah. And I don't, it doesn't sound like that's what he feels like. And that's. And secure too. Has nothing to do with your relationship. It just has to do with him and where he's at in his life. And you would, we would never give you the advice on the opposite end either. Mm -mm. If like you weren't feeling confident and secure and it was like, no, just marry me anyway. Yeah. Just say yes. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Um, and if you, in the meantime, if you need to like, you know, unfollow lots of like bridal Pinterest accounts. Oh, you know she has her own, own board. Yeah. I mean I've done. got mine. I know, but you're not like pressuring. No, every time he looks over my phone, he goes, Is this a subtle hint? And I was like, No. Just pretty dresses. I looked at one and now my entire Instagram Explorer page is covered in them. They're very fun. I think I wanna be when I get married, I wanna be I wanna have like a pretty Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Like a pretty, um, very like weddingy dress. And then for like the reception, I want to be like a fucking whore. Like I want to look like a thought. Like I've said that I want to look many of so, occasions. I want to be like, wow, she's a whore. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to look like. Yeah. 
Like I'm about to, I put it down before we even got to the reception. Uh-huh. That's exactly what yeah. I want to look like. And Mats was like, okay. And Kyle was like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Glitter nipple tassels. And I'm like, oh. that's a f- fuck yeah. I'm about it. There has to be some nudity. I know. <laughs> there especially because mm-hmm. right now. Um, well, um, stay patient. Yeah. And if he's the one, then yeah. he's worth waiting for. Yeah. Sweet. Um, is it time for a break? Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Uh, we're back <laughs> yes we're back didn't see you there um let's get into the rest of the calls i'm 20 and my boyfriend is 20 and we've been dating for around six months um before we started dating he was a virgin and i were i'm not super experienced with sex but had been with one other person before him um but basically we've been having some issues because he has been having a lot of trouble staying hard Um, and this has been a thing kind of since the beginning of our relationship. And I thought it was because he was on antidepressants, but then he told me recently that he's not anymore. Um, and when he can get hard, the sex is, uh, it's good, but like he doesn't last very long. And we also been having issues because, um, he cannot come from me giving him head. It just like has not happened. And I like try really hard and like, I've been doing all the things that I know to do, and I thought I was good at getting blowjobs because the last guy I was with told me I was, and I was also always successful in my attempts with him. Um, so I don't know. It's just kind of discouraging and makes me question my abilities. And like, I don't like. I feel like he's not getting hard at me because what he said was not about me, and I totally want to believe him, but then I get insecure about whether or not he's attracted to me. Um, it also makes it hard to like try new positions and stuff when he gets discouraged because he can't stay hard and then he doesn't want to try new things. So we just end up doing missionary and that doesn't really do much for me. And it's just kind of boring and I want to try new things and have a really good sex life, but um, we're just not really there right now. Um, and he, he does, he's really good at like getting me off and doing other things like to make sure I'm, getting what I need but um yeah he just recently asked me to take a break from trying to um give him blowjobs because it's stressing him out so that he can't come so I know it's kind of taking a toll on both of us and I just want us to have good sex um but I'm not the most experienced and I don't really know what to do so and I've tried all the advice from your podcast about blowjobs and everything and I don't (laughs) Nothing's working. So, um, yeah, just causing some issues and any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. I mean, I feel like this is, I won't say simple, but six months, you've been dating for six months and he just went off antidepressants. They're still, it's, it's still, still in the system. system. And especially, we, you didn't say how long he was taking it. Yeah. Like it's going to take a while to get out of his system. Um, I also would, I don't, I mean, you didn't, I, I would have an open conversation with him about also 
just mental health in like in general, mm-hmm. because I think you you know he was on antidepressants if you know why he's going off them, if he's switching to a different one, or if he has if he's going off them because of this, or if he had always been wanting to like wean off of them, because also as much as like antidepressants can they do affect like sex drive, they affect like libido, they affect like getting hard, all of like arousal and all that stuff. So does being depressed. Right. So like there is this like fine line in between that kind of stuff. So I would be cautious if that was the whole reason why he went off them. And then that's it. There's so much like getting, like getting off of that stuff. Like that's, it's hard. Like it's, Mm -hmm. there's so much other stuff that goes along with it. So I would really focus on like being there for each other, like emotionally. And then I think that there'll be less pressure with the sex stuff. But I think also as I mean, obviously it's so hard to not take it personally. Um, and like objectively, yes, it's not about you. It's not about how attracted he is to you, but like, it's totally normal to feel that way. Like there's no, like I would be, I would applaud anyone who could like suck a dick and not have them come and then just be like, really remove your, like your ego from the situation. I wouldn't be able to do that, but I would remind yourself that like, if he's going down on you and getting you off, he finds you attractive. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's just that. gonna eat a pussy for no. no reason. No, not at all. So like, think about it in that sense. And I think that like, I think the break will probably be good because like that is a lot of pressure mm-hmm. on him. And I think just following his cues and like listening to him, and then also just having like open conversations about prior to all of this stuff, what were the kinds of things that did turn him on? Like, is it porn? Like, is it like maybe like mutual masturbation? Like all of these other things that you could do that aren't, um, that I don't want to say puts it more on him, but like, it kind of makes it like, he's a little bit more in control and doesn't feel like it it doesn't make you feel like you're not pleasuring him and him then worrying that you're thinking that he's, you're not pleasuring him and all of that sort of stuff. If you guys can kind of like separate that, I think like, yeah, mutual masturbation or just watching porn together or, finding like just like talking about things that are like sexy and then not necessarily like having sex, but mm-hmm. like just keeping that air to it, I think yeah. would be a good. Yeah. I, and thing. I, I think with you saying like, um, changing positions and things that it's, it, you can't do it and it's boring and, but he can't, um, get hard any other way it might be like a control thing because if it's yep. in missionary he's on top and he's controlling everything mm-hmm. so um just give him, him yeah that's what i'm saying give him time and then get like a sex toy and you can get ones that attach to him or mm-hmm. they don't attach and you can vibrate on you vibrate yeah. on you <laughs> vibrate on you <laughs> yeah um but there I, there's other ways that you guys can explore and play with each other mm-hmm. and get to know each other's bodies better that puts a lot less pressure on him and that's going to take out some of the mental aspects of it yeah yeah i think that's that's just it mm-hmm. really um but yeah i would yeah i would i would also just I don't know, like I said, check in mentally, like mm-hmm. mental health wise, because that kind of stuff, too, because if he is if that's why he wanted to get off the antidepressants, um, there's uh, there's still underlying issues that are there. Yeah. And that it's not necessarily like it's 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 very twofold of like they can make your sex drive and libido good, all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, so can being depressed in general. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah. And I yeah, I would also focus on like validation and reassurance that aren't like 
sexual between you guys yeah. of even just like texting him and being like you look so cute today like i really like you like what all of that stuff and like vice versa so you both are feeling like secure and valued in the relationship and that sex right now like it's not the only most important thing yeah but yeah best of luck um and i i, I hope you guys have we wish you good wet sex in the future yes very much so and we're patient for you mm-hmm. get a vibrator um, I'm 22, and I have two major chronic illnesses. Um, like Megan, I also have endometriosis. Megan is actually the reason why I uh, asked my doctor about and got tested for endometriosis, so thank you for that. Um, and I also have narcolepsy, which is a sleep disorder that basically influences every part of my life. Um, Google it. It fucking sucks, but um, I'm figuring it out. And I just like have a lot going on in my life. And right now, to me, it feels like, um, you know, I just, I'm a fucking woman who wants to fuck and have sex. And that feels good to me right now. And that's something I want to do. So um, I downloaded Bumble. And I'm going on this date with this dude who's super fucking cool um, and seems very chill. He's, like, very sarcastic and politically angsty like I am. And that, like, back and forth was there. Um, And I basically am asking how to tell him um, uh, about my situation because, for me, it's really important um, to be open and honest with people because it normalizes it for me. I think it's important to normalize it for other people. And also like, this is a huge part of my life. It affects literally everything. Um, you know, I'm on medication. I, I'm on medical leave right now, but I'm like taking classes part time. I have a cat. I live on my own. Like I have amazing family and support system and I'm doing really well. Um, and that being said, like, it still is a really big thing. But I don't want it to define me in his eyes because um, I'm trying to fuck this dude. And I don't want to be treated like some breakable thing or something that he needs to fix. Because I'm not. I'm, like, doing really fucking great. I'm in therapy. I have told my therapist about this podcast, and she now listens to it, by the way. Um And yeah, like, I'm okay. And I think part of the reason why I want to fuck is because I, like, for me, my sexuality is something that helps me feel in control and that, like, I can control. And it's just, like, a really important part of my life, and I want that back. And, like, feeling sexy and, like, that whole side of me is something that I miss now because I've been sick and I have other things to worry about. So, um, just any advice on all any of that uh, would be really appreciated. Okay, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. I love being told when people love us. It's so nice. And by her, she told her therapist right? and the therapist now listened. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um, I dated a guy that was narcoleptic, and I forgot about it to right now, so it did not define who he was. <laughs> I had no idea that's where you were going. <laughs> Holy shit! That's yeah, yeah. I've never. You really? I've never heard about this. Does I mean? So you really forgot? Like, yeah, I've never heard about this. Yeah, I, I've talked about him to you before. No, that's what um, I was gonna say. I feel like I might know others, sto- but I. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so. I don't think and he like we'd be watching a movie or something and he'd fall asleep and I just knew that that he had narcolepsy. So I didn't think anything of it, you know? Yeah. Like I knew up front 
I actually like I think I got to know him first and then he told me later and it, it was just like random while he was yeah he dropped it like we were going to a movie and he's like hey I might fall asleep during this because I have narcolepsy I thought I was gonna say though I think that like first of all if you just want to fuck someone you don't want to like you said that it makes you feel like impact like all that kind of stuff but like also like you don't have to like if you're mm-hmm. just like fucking someone I think the the time in which is uh if it's someone you want to date or even if it's someone that you just you do like people that you're around knowing it should be yes when you're comfortable but i think a good timing for that um is when it could potentially come up so if like you have like vagina pain from endometriosis i would let like i would let your partner the person you're sleeping with know heads up like i i can and and if it's whatever, how you work through it, whether it's like, sometimes I might need to stop. I need, might need to go slower and need like a ton of lube or there's some positions that just don't work for me. Um, and then the same thing, like, yeah, if it's like wa- while we're watching a movie or something mm-hmm. like that, I think the only thing is like, put yourself until, you know, someone well, don't put yourself in a position in which, uh, like either your endometriosis or your like narcolepsy could put, I don't want to say put you I mean, in like a dangerous could, position, though. but like, yeah, if you like, I wouldn't. I don't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell someone, I wouldn't go do a date, like go, like put yourself in a situation in which it could potentially be dangerous, mm-hmm. not because you haven't told them yet, but just because you don't know them well enough. And yet. you could pass, like go to but, sleep yeah. somewhere. And that's not safe. And that's not safe at all. Um, especially like if you're just trying to fuck them and exactly. you don't want anything else from it and you just fall asleep after sex, then yeah, you're yeah. there. Or they're there. Mm-hmm. If you're at your place, they're still at your place. So, yeah. Yeah. You you should be careful. Yeah. And even if that means that, like, if you have, like, certain, I don't know how what yours is like, but if you have, like, certain, like, narcolepsy, like, triggers, like, mm-hmm. if it is, like, oh, uh, like, late at night. Oh, if it's, like, move, like, like moving car, like, certain things. Like, I, and I'm literally pulling all of this. The only, like, if, from information I know about narcolepsy is literally from a girl who's on The Bachelor. And she, like, made an Instagram live. And I was, like, this is interesting. And I watched the whole thing. But, like, so she was talking about, like, her, like, triggers mm-hmm. for that kind of stuff. And so if you have, like, specific ones like that, I would avoid those and that sort of stuff but then even if it's like oh i'm only going to like sleep with dudes at my apartment and you live alone with a cat but if i'm gonna have invite a guy over i'm gonna tell my friend what time he's coming over i'm gonna text the time that he gets over there make sure the location's on my phone and they're gonna call me two hours or three hours later and that like just setting up that kind of stuff um but i don't think i don't think unless a guy's an absolute dipshit (laughs) i don't think he's gonna like try and fix you or yeah. like treat you like you're like a delicate and like a broken because like yeah you'd have to be an idiot like and it's just he see like a neurologist like, right. like what like what's he gonna bring to the table um but yeah i think if you go after they definitely like not in an, not in like um a parental way but there are some people that like really love like people they can take care of like men and women like everyone like there are just sometimes people who like they really get off on that kind of like control and stuff like that it doesn't sound like you're even going to end up going on like it doesn't even sound like you're going to talk to guys like that yeah so i wouldn't be so wary of that you sound like what you're attracted to is guys who are going to be like mature adults and understand Mm -hmm. this sort of stuff but yeah it's i think whenever you're comfortable um 
and you're in a situation in which it is like pertinent. And I think like you said with your ex where it was like, Hey, we're going to a movie. FYI, I might fall asleep. Yep. I'm, I've got narcolepsy. And it's like, okay. Cause it's not like, I don't know. I don't think yeah. it's, I think it's just about your comfort and that's what every, like your partner or whoever you're with, they just want to make sure that you're okay and you're comfortable and you don't want to scare them mm-hmm. or, and put them in a situation where they don't know what to do and they can't help you. Mm-hmm. If you're like, even if you like take it back to like being diabetic or something, it's like you, if you're going to spend an extended period of time with someone, they should probably know that even yeah. if you're not, if you've a medic, if you're not wearing a medical ID bracelet, if something God forbid happened that they could be able to help. Um, yeah. And also if you're just fucking people, make sure your friends know where you are at all times too. Oh yeah. And if you don't answer in a certain amount of time, then they need to come get you. Yeah. I wouldn't, I would, I would hook up with people at. Yeah. I mean, I, my mind says your place, but at the same time, but like, then, like if she it's falls the same, asleep, I mean, could, it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's and not, they can also steal stuff from her that's, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's still like, there are risks in either mm-hmm. one, but I think it might be easier if your friends show up yeah. if you're at your own place and they mm-hmm. have a key to your apartment or yep. something. I think that would be like a, a safe and smart bet. Um, but you sound like an incredibly smart person. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I've, I've high hopes. I have high hopes for you and your fucking, mm-hmm. it's going to be good. I'm excited for you. Very excited for you. Have a good time. Stay safe. Yeah. I was going to say, and thank you for the recommendation. Oh my God. Wow. I feel validated. Yeah. So much. My therapist doesn't listen. And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe she shouldn't. No, I told her she should watch my hacking. I told her if she ever wanted to watch anything that I did, she should watch my hacking video because yeah. it's pretty good. And she was like, do you want me to watch it? Do you think it'll be helpful? And I was like, no, I think it's I'm funny. And, and she was like, I know you're so funny. well done. <laughs> exactly. But I was like, if you get bored, you, can you watch want her it. to be proud of you. That's I do. It is. Which I think she is. She <laughs> likes me. We're friends. As much as you can be with your therapist. <laughs> friends with boundaries. Friends with boundaries. We're the kind of friends that she's like, if you weren't my patient, we would be friends. Yeah. And that's all I need. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need more friends, but I just need someone to say, I would be your friend. Yeah. That's enough for me. <laughs> I don't need you to actually be my friend. Okay. <gasps> update time. We have an update. That's what update means. Yes. And so the update today is from the girl who said that the guy blew her back out. Okay. <laughs> so that originally happened in like the beginning of December. And a lot has happened since then. So essentially, I'm going to try to answer. I made a little sticky note. So I'm going to try to answer a couple of things that you guys mentioned. And then I'll go into what's happening now. So his penis size was like probably eight inches. Um, I tore a disc in my low back. Um, and it was either from missionary or riding, which was pretty gentle. But then it got pretty intense. And I think the adrenaline just took over. So I didn't really feel it when it happened. Um, so it turns out that he had some pretty crazy trust issues from a cheating ex that I had no idea about. And he blew up on me for having really close friends that were guys and told me that I couldn't be friends with them if I wanted to be with him. And then everything just kind of fell apart from there. Um, even from there, he, so for Christmas, he gave me this really nice blanket and then called me a month later asking me if he could have the blanket back. But then ended up showing up at my house while I was several glasses of wine drunk. I opened the door and I was like, okay, hello. And he goes off about how he's so sorry, starts kissing me, telling me how he wants to see me soon. We talk through everything. Everything's great. And then as he's leaving my house, asks me for the damn blanket. So give him the blanket, push him out the door. I'm like, don't talk to me again. Like that was so 
just stupid. Like, that was a gift you gave me. I know that's dumb, but... Um, so since then, that was the beginning. That was probably, like, two months ago. And then a month after that, he contacts me again, and he's, like, telling me he misses me, and he's sorry again. And I was just kind of fed up at that point, even though I still really am, like, head over heels for this guy, even though it's been probably two months now since we were actually together. Um, long story short, about two weeks ago, I drank a little bit too much partying. I'm in college, obviously, but I partying with some friends near his apartment complex, showed up on his front porch. Um, I'm running out of time, but he, um, told me he missed me, told me he was sorry, picked me up, like rubbed his nose on my nose, like all cute, you know, and he was wearing my hair tie as a bracelet. So can we talk about what we think about that? Also, then made plans with me to get coffee, then told me that he's seeing someone new and canceled the plans because she didn't want him to see me. So I texted him, told him how I felt, that I'm in love with him and everything. Well, like five days ago, haven't heard anything back. Help me, please. What the hell? <laughs> I'm sorry, what the hell? The hair tie is the least of your concerns. Yeah, I'm sorry, she's confused. She's surprised and confused. <laughs> like, ma'am, what? First of all, you did not answer our questions. No, our you questions didn't. were was he holding your low back while your back was arched and you were not engaging your core and therefore that's what hurt your back? I feel like this was, I feel like the first call was all a lie. I feel like I, I feel like he has a little penis. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it was bad, and she got like rug burn mm-hmm. and chafing, and it was hurting. And then her back unrelated her, and then he did not blow your back out. He he is what? I'm just what? I'm sorry. First of all, I just I'm really not over the fact that like if you're all listening, that I mean you're listening to this right now. Everyone should just rewind again. But as I just need everyone to like. Let's go back and think about the fact that she does the whole call and then we get to, and then I told him how I felt like, you know, I'm in love with him. <laughs> what <laughs> biggest fucking plot twist of all time. You're in love with him. He sucks. And do you, the only reason why I know that is because you told me he sucks. And obviously you're in love with him. I just can't even form words. You're not in love with him. And you're like, help. What do I, what? Like what's happening? I don't know. You did this. What are you doing? Are you're are you, oh my god. This is why you don't drink wine in college. Yeah. These are the girls who drink wine in college. Look. That's These exactly the, what I was saying. Because you know what like, this is? This is like it is one of those like it is like uh and everyone who's like, oh my god, I drink wine in college. Don't judge me. It's like the the 35-year-old women trapped in like a 21-year-old body. And so it's like, I'm gonna fuck, but I love you. Like it's like like telenovela. Like, I feel like you dump glasses of wine on people. I mean, as as she was saying this, because I know she told us in the last call that she was a nurse. And I was trying oh to think about how nurses are not just nurses, but like how this would unfold on a soap opera since I'm an aficionado is... of General Hospital. Yeah. And I, was I feel like, like her name would be Mackenzie. Yeah. There's not even McKinsey's on GH, but, um, <laughs> um, this is too much. Like the fact that you allow all this drama in your life just tells and me also, that you love drama. They were just fucking, they weren't they were, even dating. No. And like, what was the deal with this fucking blanket too? I'm so, what? And this was also all of that stuff happened in December. Yeah. Also, and so then Christmas happened in December too. So like, the, what? 
this all like the first time that he basically said he didn't want to be with you that should have been the end of it but you just kept coming back for more and you kept allowing it you can't open yourself and allow yourself to invite bullshit into your life no and there's nothing i find like you have no ground to stand on and i do not feel bad for you when someone shows up at your door and you're like fuck this dude slam the door fuck you get out of my face actually like i'm hella down like it's like you can't talk this big game of being like no go away i don't need you like you're a piece of shit like it makes no like i no no i'm gonna tie it back to the bachelor one of the girls on the bachelor was like ultimatum if you sleep with any of these other girls i'm out guess what he did fucked all the other girls guess what wasn't out and i was like give an ultimatum go for it you just have to fucking stick to it nothing pisses me off more than like i'm done for now I'm coming back. You ready? Like, it's just, just don't say it in the first place. Also, there's another girl involved in this, too. Oh, my God. That. And also, she's like, why isn't he responding? Because <laughs> he's busy with his girlfriend. Yeah. And he played you. Like, I don't understand why you don't understand that he literally said what you wanted to hear so he could get the stupid blanket back mm-hmm. and then left and was like, my girlfriend got mad that I was here. No, he was all I don't know what this the significance of this fucking blanket is, I, but it means something to him. Also, that hair tie could have been any fucking hair tie. Oh my god, you're so <laughs> right. Shut the fuck up. I didn't even think about it like that. Unless you have like an Etsy scrunchie business yeah. and this is like a custom fucking scrunchie. Can you imagine it's a scrunchie? <laughs> He's, just, he's a visco boy i'm dead <laughs> he has a puka shell necklace on oh my god like what also again it is so it is just so weird to me how you can like talk all this mad shit on him and then be like but obviously i love him and it's like no you don't you don't even know this dude no. he's not, all you've done is fucked him one time and then he's fucked you over several you times you hate him you yeah. don't love him and like you have to love drama. You have to, because otherwise this, like you would not keep inviting this shit back into your life. That is so melodramatic. This is what I want you to do. If you're 21, switch over to a different alcohol. Yeah, no, wine is not your drink, girl. No, because it's just making you sad and doing sad things. You're just a sad girl. It's making you like a divorcee. (laughs) Like it's making you like this, like vengeful, sad divorcee. Number two delete his number um, don't block answer him. yeah block him don't answer anything that he ever like sends you ever in life mm-hmm. don't accept any gifts from him get on a dating app like and like be change to vodka and get on a dating app number three focus on school <laughs> yeah yeah this is just i just can't you hurt my heart like <laughs> Do you listen to this podcast regularly? Like, in what world do you think that you were going to call in and we were just going to be like... I love him, too. You know what? <laughs> you got to figure out how to lock this dude down. That yeah. was never going to happen. No. And also, you were doing so well with the first call. You really blindsided us. Like, we... You... Like, why would you... Why? It's like you eased us in. Mm-hmm. And then you are like, pivot. <laughs> Actually. Psych. Girl reevaluate your life oh my god also your friends must not watch reality tv they just watch your life they're like oh my god i'm on a train wreck i can't i can't dude i cannot 
And also, again, we really didn't get the questions answered about no. your back. Just again, physically. The only time that's that gonna... was not an update at all. That was you should have just just called back called in with a new. And also, problem. you never even needed to tell us it was the same dude. It no. is irrelevant that he like that he has a big dick. I don't think he does. I don't think he does either. Also, like, can you even gauge eight inches in your head? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you if someone said how big is that guy's dick, mm-hmm. would you be able to say it in inches? No, unless he had a fucking ruler. No, unless I knew, unless he told me how big it was. Would I only be able to say how big it was? Maybe if you, because we know that the iPhone 11 <laughs> is like, I think, seven and a half. No, it's not that big. Did you see there's like this thing on TikTok that's saying that your span between like your uh, pinky and your thumb is like how big like guys dicks are. And it's like just not true at all. But there was some guy on TikTok being like, yeah, it's so true. This yeah. is how big. My-. And he was like, nobody don't believe it. It is very true. My DMs are open. And it's like not true at all. But he's like trying to be like, I got big hands. Yeah. But I also think like my pinkies like will pop in and out. And I'm like, look how big mine would be. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking schlong. Yeah. And we're not saying hard. I think they're just saying. Mine would be a little cutie guy. Still, you would have a cute dick. It'd still be. Yeah. Whatever. Mots hates any of the like uh, penis hand correlations. Because like I have huge hands and he doesn't have like massive hands. And he's wonderful penis. Does not have a small penis, but like he, anytime there's like, oh, you know, hands. He's like, can we not? I don't, I don't like those ones. It makes him insecure. It does because he like, can't just like whip out his dick exactly. Anywhere. And so it's not like, no, it's not. It's just because like to be fair, like he does have small hands. Like just like just doesn't have big big hands. I mean, you guys wear like the same size shoe, so it is that is true. <laughs> Granted, to be fair, I have no arch in my foot, yeah. so I think I would usually I would probably be like an eight and a half, but like. Yeah, it's it's always very funny when it, any hand stuff. And I like will do this, and he's like, "Don't." <laughs> and I'm like, hey, "My dick would be bigger than yours." Um, wow. So we're gonna need. Um, I'm gonna need you to. I think changing your alcohol of choice is gonna be good, and I think you need to watch some reality TV and not live it. Yeah. Jeez, Louise. I feel like you made I- me uncomfortable and I love reality TV. Like I watch all the Real Housewives and I watch soap operas and I watch primetime soaps. So it's just like the fact that you shocked me, like this is somebody that lives this type of life in real life. Unprecedented. I also want a picture that you're drinking red wine. So your teeth are stained too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. It just adds 100%. to the, There's nothing funnier than like a, on reality TV, a drunk woman with red wine teeth. Oh, that happened in an episode I was looking at Real Housewives it's last night. So Her whole lips. And then the woman she was talking to usually wears contacts, but she had gone swimming. So she'd taken her contacts out. So she had, she didn't know that it was as bad as it was. And then somebody like came downstairs and was like, girl, you have, you look like the Joker. Stop <laughs> it. That's so funny. It's always when it dies, the gums. And yep. it's like, Whew, you look like you have gingivitis. Yeah, it is. I also just love this is, I feel like this is going to be one of those moments where, um, like I'm going to relate it back to the bachelor. The mom on the bachelor was like being so like, she was just like, so extra Peter's mom. And I was like, oh, she's definitely a cancer. And I got all these people in my DMs being like, oh, my God, I'm a cancer. Yeah, she did. Like, it's not a flattering thing. And I feel like if you're a if you're a college wine drinker, I feel like you're going to be like, this was not flattering. And Mm -hmm. I agree. (laughs) Amanda's nodding her head. (laughs) 
<laughs> I just feel like it because like the, if I had powered through my sadness when I drank wine in college, this would have been me. You know what I mean? This would have mm-hmm. been me. I didn't touch the glass of wine until wine makes me I was so sad. older. Yeah, me too. And sleepy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a type of, I'm the type of person like I, if I have one glass of wine, I'm going to sleep. But this is why I think people drink wine and then watch reality TV. Mm-hmm. It's because like you just become like a like a like a wealthy yacht owner, just mm-hmm. like holding it. Like, and if you have the fucking uh, crate and barrel, like long stem, like big ones, like mm-hmm. Olivia Pope, mm-hmm. you're a hundred percent there, just being like, I'd fuck the president, not this president, but like if the president was like, it just it just gives you there's there's like a, a it's a wine confidence. Yeah. That you're like, I'm going to fuck up some lives, <laughs> starting with my own. All you eat is popcorn. Oh, my God. Yeah. In theory, you'd think I would like one because I do love popcorn. But I don't like my own. I don't like drama in my life. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. You got to switch your drink. Well, um, best of luck. <laughs> Give us a call back. If you don't hate <laughs> us. And uh, yeah, that's it for our episode, guys. If you want to be on an upcoming episode, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to listen ad-free, we're on Stitcher Premium. And if you want to watch the video version, if you want to watch it again, you've already listened, watch it. It's on YouTube. Audio version everywhere else you listen. And leave us some review. We would love that on the uh, podcast app. It makes our lives. And one of my other favorite things that people do is if you, um, in your review, let us know who your either your favorite guest was, your favorite um, episode. I think that's always interesting. Yeah. I'd like to know who's who's the most memorable. It's mm-hmm. like, a, we should, no, I was gonna say, we should make it like a don't blame me yearbook. I'm, I've been in quarantine for a week and I'm like. That I want a project. Kind of fun. I was on your book. Well, you should update the website. That's what you should do. That is what I should do. <laughs> I keep forgetting. I'll make a to-do list. Yeah. Um, well, your book. Yes. Oh, my book comes out on May 5th, guys. And if we're still quarantined, you're going to need some more content. Mm-hmm. Read it. Pre-order it. It's available on Amazon. And if you are uh, not a fan of Amazon, you can pre-order it from Barnes & Noble and lots of other places. Digital version, audiobook, all of that stuff. And follow us on Instagram and yeah, that's it. That's it. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.